You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. I'm excited to be out here this morning, to be in the house, my father's house. Oh, come on. If you didn't know, that's our series that we're in at the moment, just coincidentally. But um, I'm so excited. I just, I love, I love the honor of bringing the word. I love the honor and the privilege and uh, the fact that I actually get to stand up here and do that. Thank you, Pastor Darren and Beck and obviously Pastor Keith and Janet Horizon in our central campus. And, uh, but we are in the Father's house and I, I love coming here because it's like this, you know, it's this community that we're in and, you know, and, you know, victory is our home. You know, victory is my home. And, uh, you know, we, we have a, this family here and, uh, you know, I don't know if you come from a big family, but, you know, I come from a, a pretty big family. And so, but it's, it's all good when, you know, and, and, you know, you can go to like your auntie's place, right? And, and you can go straight to the fridge, straight to the TV, you know, play with everything and stuff like that. And that's what Northwest like feels for me. Is I just kind of cut, I don't, I don't play with anything because I don't want to get fired. Uh, but, you know, I, I love just coming to Northwest because, you know, victory is our home, you know, but I can come here and I can feel so comfortable. You know, I can't I can just worship and not have to worry. You know, I can listen to the Word. I can hang out and everything like that. And that's why I just love coming to Northwest. I love that we are a, uh, a just a big, one big family. Come on, one big family, uh, different locations, but it's, you know, it's all good. And uh, I also love that we're also spending this month, this whole month, this uh, in Belong. Belonging is so good. Who loves to belong? I love to belong. I love the sense of belonging. And I love it so much that at youth, uh, and if you don't know, my, uh, you know my, my, myself and my wife, we run uh, the youth ministry here and, uh, at Victory. And we love belonging so much that we spent about two years speaking about belonging at a live youth. It was awesome. It's not necessary that we spent every Friday night in our messages talking about belonging, um, but we did have an underlying kind of message throughout this year and a half, two years, that uh, everything we did was that we made sure that everyone belonged. That everyone that who walked through our garage door uh, in you know uh, Charlestown, that every single young person would feel like they belong, that it was their home, that no matter what their uh, their home situation was like, no matter what their week has been like, that they come could come into a environment where they could feel like they belonged. And that's why we love it so much. And I believe that uh, it has been a key factor. A key fact to our incredible growth that we've seen over the last, uh, especially two to three years. Uh, and, you know, we, little update, we had a, we had a uh, summer camp, our youth camp, uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was awesome. You may have seen a highlights video and it was amazing. And uh, two weeks ago, we had our first night back at youth. We had 50 young people 
Uh, that's not including leaders. Uh, 50 young people. Last week we had uh, 45. And it's just, you know, we're just so pumped that we're uh, seeing this incredible growth. You know, we're in it for our vision of church, growth and influence. You know, numbers count because we care. Uh, and, and, you know, so we, we're so excited and we believe that belonging has been such a key factor uh, to the growth in, our, in, in the youth ministry. And so uh, where there is a sense of belonging, there is a deeper foundation of unity. Uh, Acts 2.46 Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their home in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. There was this unity that had formed because of this new belonging to this greater cause. There's this unity that had formed because of this greater cause that they had just experienced, the birth of the church. And Belonging was, this, was a gateway for not only incredible growth, but uh, for the start of uh, this new community that everyone had found themselves in. That thousands of people had just found themselves in this new community of people. And so belonging creates community. Belonging creates community. And last week we focused, Pastor Darren focused on commitment. And today we are focusing on community. And how doing life as the church in community is so beneficial to uh, not only us corporately here on a Sunday morning, but also individually. Because community is so much more than that. So let's pray. God, we thank you. For belonging, we thank you that you are here. You have created this unity amongst us and you've created this community. You want us to live in community. And I just thank you, God, for that. And I just pray that this morning that we'll just have an incredible time, fun time, and uh, that we'll just be able to hear what you have to say. Let your heart come out of it, Lord. In your mighty name, amen. And when you guys are ready to have fun, I'm excited. I'm excited. So a definition of community. Most people should know it. You might know it. But sharing or having certain attitudes and interests in common. All right? It's kind of, you know, self-explanatory. Common unity. Part of a soccer organization, a soccer club, you have this common interest in soccer. The community of soccer people, right? Is that what it is? I don't know. Uh, you know, an organization of you know people who like motorbikes. They have a common interest in motorbikes. There's this community of people who like motorbikes. And you know, I'm not in that. <laughs> Philippians two verse one it says, that, therefore, if you have uh, any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then may make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in Spirit and of one mind. The common sharing in the Spirit 
is the fellowship among believers produced by the Spirit who dwells within us. That's our common interest. Our common sharing is the Spirit of God who lives within us. And so as the church, as believers, we have this common interest that we have a relationship with God. We have His Spirit that lives within us. And because of that, we have this community. You guys. This community. And so that's cool. We know what community is. We know that we have a relationship with God. We know that Spirit lives within us, creates community. Belonging creates community. But how do we do community well? Because that's what we need to, do, need to know, right? It's how, how do we do community well? And so my first point is community celebrates together. Community celebrates together. One of my favorite probably chapters in all four of the Gospels is Luke 15. Incredible chapter. Uh, Jesus is talking about celebrating uh, the lost and how they return. And in Luke 15, Jesus articulates three amazing stories about how someone has lost something or someone close to them and the celebration that happens when they return. In the first two stories, um, after the shepherd, so you have a shepherd who, who loses a sheep and his flock, and uh, after the shepherd has, has found his lost sheep and after the woman has found her lost coin, there is this moment in both stories where this is such a massive deal for them. The shepherd could have been looking after someone else's sheep. And so he's probably getting paid for that. And so you don't want to lose someone else's sheep because that's not good. <laughs> right? It's like if someone's babysitting your kids and one of them just lost you and your kids. You want them to find one of your kids, right? <laughs> and the coin, you know, the, the value of the coin was huge. It was massive and she couldn't find it because I don't know why, but they didn't have windows in their houses. It was, it was, it was dark and there was, there was dirt on the floor. And, but when she found it, she was pumped. She was ecstatic. They're both excited. They both found something that they thought they had lost. And so they're excited. And so they went into their community and they went to their friends and their, their, their family and their neighbours and told them, come celebrate with me. I found the thing that was lost. In Luke 15, 6, then he calls his friends and neighbours together and says, rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. Luke 15, 9. And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me, I've found my lost coin. The both, both the shepherd and the woman are so pumped, so excited, so excited that they found the lost thing that they had to tell everyone. They had to tell them the, 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 the thing that they had just won. They, they had to tell them the thing that they have just, you know, they found again. They wanted to share the celebration together with their friends in their community. Romans 12 verse 15, rejoice with those who rejoice. 
Rejoice with those who rejoice. Let's be a community that when someone has a job promotion or when someone buys a house, let's not get annoyed. Let's not get judgmental. Let's not uh, you know, uh, you know, take ourselves away from that situation because it's not happening to us. But let's rejoice with them. Let's celebrate with them because we're in a community that celebrates together. This, this one could be a little bit harder, but let's, let's pray for other people's celebration. Let's pray for other people's wins. You know, maybe, maybe you're trying to, to, to save and to buy that house, but you pray that other people will get that too. You know, pray that the other people have, will, will start their family to be able to, to give birth to maybe their firstborn where you may be trying to do the same, but you know, God will do something within you when you celebrate and pray for other people's wins too. Let's be a community that celebrates together. Is it all right? Okay. My second point is community is doing life together. Doing life together. But Earl, I serve on a Sunday morning for two hours, maybe two and a half because I eat some biscuits afterwards, uh, for two and a half hours, and I do life with these people. That's sweet, isn't it? That's awesome. Serving is amazing. If you're not on a team, I, I encourage you, go see Pastor Darren and Beck. Join a team. But, but doing life together is so much more than, than two hours on a Sunday morning. It's more than, than just this coming to church and doing life together in the church. It's, it's life outside of the church. Acts 2.46, it goes, They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. This whole, this whole uh, verse in Acts 2 verse 46, it says, you know, they, they talk about coming together in the temple courts. So they talk about, you know, the Sunday thing. But then they also talk about coming together in people's homes. They talk about the life outside of the church. We are meant to do life in isolation. Create friendships in the church, outside of the church. Man, go to each other's house for dinner. If you're like me and I can't cook, invite yourself over to someone else's uh, place for dinner. But make sure you take a drink because that's polite. All right? But maybe, maybe going to someone's house, someone's house for dinner is kind of like too big a step for you. You know, that whole one-on-one thing, like what do we talk about? It's going to be this weird silence. Oh, I know everything about that. Not a big talker. I'll sit there. I'll show you who cracks first. I can drive all the way down to Sydney with no music. Christina hates it. It's in silence, yeah? It's me and Jesus. 
But is there, if, if going to someone else's house for dinner is, is maybe a bit too much of a bigger step for you, maybe you can join a V group. Hey. Oh, we're launching those this year, right? Oh, yeah. V groups, right? There's a whole bunch of people who are talking to V group. You know, you can just kind of chill and just, just watch, right? It's a great step in the right direction to doing life together outside of the church. You know, if the Bible says that we're meant to become more like Christ, and then so let's let's see what Jesus did, right? That's always good. Let's see what Jesus did. Jesus did life with his disciples every day, every day while he was uh, doing his ministry and the life of his ministry. He wasn't just kind of like, "All right, boys, that was a great uh, message about the parable of the lost son." It's pretty good, eh? Right? I know I hit, hit some heart, heart strings on that one. Show those Pharisees, right? Those old school teachers, right? So uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to like Galilee. You guys go do your thing. I'm going to go my, do my thing and no music and just kind of sit with myself, right? And, uh, and, 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 and how about we, uh, we meet maybe uh, next week, something around Sunday, 10.30, Right? And we'll do life again then. Jesus hung out with His disciples every day. Spent time with them. He, 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 he did life with them. He ate with them. He was in their house. He was having conversations that they couldn't have within those larger crowds. Doing life with the disciples helped them grow as people, helped them understand the heart of Jesus. Help them understand his mission so that when they left, they could carry the vision on. Doing life together gets you deeper into other people's worlds. You hear their heart, you hear like what they like to do, their passions, their interests, like what food they like, what food they don't like, right? But you also hear their pain, you hear their prayers. You celebrate and you mourn together. You help and care for each other. Doing life together is so much more than two hours on a Sunday morning. My third point is community is a choice. Community is a choice. I've hit you with the the good laughy ones, right? The community is a choice. And so it's, it's all good to say that doing life together, right? Community is about doing life together, but it, it requires a choice. It requires a choice. Luke 15. Luke 15, 23 to 28. My absolute favorite story. Parable of the lost son. And so, parable of the lost son, if you don't know it, young son, you've got this father, you've got two, two sons, young son, old son. Young son wants to go and take his inheritance and go kind of live his own life. And, you know, you may have been in the same situation, but, you know, he goes, he squanders, he lives a life. And, uh, and <laughs> that way, that way. Yeah, get it, get it. And so he, 
<laughs> and so he goes and does his life and he realises that, you know, he kind of gets to the law of lows and he realises that even his servants, his dad's servants have it better than the way that he has it. And so uh, he decides to go back and tries to, you know, get, you know, just to become a servant in his dad's uh, house. And, uh, but his dad welcomes him back with, you know, arms wide open. And, uh, and, you know, and then this is what happens in Luke 15, 23, 28. It says, this is the dad. He goes, bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. Come on. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And so they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, oh, somewhere in the background, oldest son is lurking. Oldest son is, is maybe it's working instead of lurking. And, and he hears... He hears music coming from his house, right? Where he lives, where he's been diligent, right? And, and, and so he gets closer, his partying going on. And, and so he calls one of uh, the servants and he goes, yo, what's happening at my house? Why wasn't I invited? And the servant goes, your brother has come. He replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has come back and is safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. The, 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 the older son made a, a very clear choice that he did not want to participate in this celebration with the community around him. His choice could have gone either way, obviously. You know, he could have been pumped that his younger brother, even though so annoying and so stupid, had come home and his back safe and sound, you know, maybe given a couple of dead arms, right? But he could have been so pumped, right? He's back. His, young, his younger brother is back. It's family. But he made the choice to let his emotions, to let his insecurity direct him and, and, and he chose to pull himself away from community. Will you choose to live in community or isolation? Will you choose to do life together outside of church or kind of just do your own thing? You know, I tell you what, I've done, I've done both. I've done both and I, I can tell you which one I prefer. You know, I was... I've been planted in, in three amazing churches over the time that I've been a Christian. I'm not a church hopper. I just moved cities. And uh, just to clear that up. And so when I first got saved, I started going to life in Auckland, New Zealand. And uh, I made a very clear choice that I wanted to become part of this new community because the, the community that I was in was not a very good community. It wasn't bearing good fruit within me. And so I just made a choice from the start that if I was going to become, you know, if I was going to get into a relationship with God, then I really wanted to be a part of a community that was uplifting uh, and, and would be bearing better fruit within me. I wanted to be in community so much that I joined the, uh, the, the young adults rugby union team at church, even though I was the, probably the only Kiwi in New Zealand who had never played rugby union in my whole entire life. 
And so they stuck me on the wing because I just run up and down the field. <laughs> Next door black right here. But then in 2011, so that community was awesome. Great. Made a choice. Got into community. 2011, I moved to the Gold Coast. I felt like I needed a change. Felt like God was doing something within me. And so I moved to the Gold Coast, got planted in C3 Gold Coast. And uh, I knew that I, the only people I knew were the pastors of that church. And so um, what I did, though, is that the, 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 they were a young church, probably about four years old. So they were still building their community. And the, the, the community of young adults that they were building and spending time with and stuff still were on their own journey with their relationship with God. Everyone's on a journey and that's fine. And, but they weren't up to the, the kind of journey that I was up to, you know. And, and they were still going to town on a Friday night and a Saturday night. And they'll come to church kind of hungover and, you know, and everything like that. And I was just like, nah, that's not my thing. That's not my thing. So I made a very clear choice that I was going to pull myself out of that community and kind of just hang out with my, by myself and the people that I lived with on a Saturday night. I could have become, I could have been an incredible influence on these people. You know, not change them or anything like that, but I could have just kind of been there for them, kind of help them, you know, just show them a, a, a better lifestyle to live. But I chose to pull myself out of that community and, and do, and I was in isolation. I was in isolation. When Christina moved up, uh, because of the, the decision I had made, uh, I kind of forced her into that choice as well. And so we just kind of hang out together and everything like that. By the time that we left the Gold Coast, we had only one close friend, or they're a couple, so... We had a couple, and they were probably our closest friends on the Gold Coast. And that's all we had. It was, be, it was because of the choice that I had made. And so when we moved to C3 Victory, even though Christina had been uh, saved in this church and she knew everyone, but I didn't know anyone, so I needed to make a choice again. I was like, I'm not going to stuff this one up, all right? I needed to make a choice to be part of community. So I got over myself of not liking to talk to people and I talked to people, right? I invited myself over for dinner, uh, you know, and just uh, I needed to get myself into community. And now I love this church. I'm in this, um, this is my home. This is my family, you know, all because I made a decision. I made a choice to be a part of community. Don't let emotions, insecurity, or lies from the enemy dictate your choice of being a part of community. My last point, community is challenging each other. Community is challenging each other. Proverbs 27, 17, there's iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another. Encourage one another. And build each other up. Being together in unity and in, in community, we should always be growing. We should always be encouraging one another. Building each other up. And, and sometimes we can go through life and we, can, we, you know, we, we miss our faults. 
You know, we can go through life and like it's our blind spot of our own faults. And so that's why we need the people that we trust in this community to, to be able to, that we allow to speak into our life to help us with those faults in this safe environment, you know, to, to bring us up. The father from the prodigal son had to challenge his older son. He had to challenge his older son's mindset, his thought process, and point out the reason why they were celebrating wasn't because of the, of the way that the younger son had lived his life, but the fact that the younger son had come back. The, the, the older son was like, but he squandered everything. But he says, that doesn't matter. The fact that he is here, that he is alive, that he's back in, in our house, is the reason that we're celebrating. Jesus challenged the disciples. Matthew 17, 18 to 20, it says, Jesus rebuked the demon. Get out. And it came out of the boy. And he was healed at that moment. And then the disciples like, huh, what can we do that? What can we do that? Why can't we drive it out? He replied, he replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will, be, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Jesus had to challenge their thinking. Jesus was working with, with people who were, you know, ordinary, unskilled people. But they would go on to birth the church, to see thousands get saved, to work in the miraculous. And so he needed to challenge their thinking. He needed to expand their faith, to grow their capacity. I know that at any moment, Pastor Darren, Pastor Keith, Pastor Nate could, could challenge me or maybe things that I'm kind of lacking or haven't done that well, but do I get upset? Maybe for a little bit, right? I'm human, right? I'm human. Do I stay upset? No. Do I get angry? No. But I take it on. If it's true and if I can see that it's going to bear and produce more fruit and better fruit, then I take it on. Community is something that we have to work on together. We sharpen each other. We build each other up. We challenge each other. And if we don't let people challenge us, then we're unlikely to grow. We're likely to stay the same. And God hasn't called us to stay the same. When we're in community, He's put us in community so that we can grow. And so belonging creates this community. But community doesn't happen by itself. Community doesn't happen by itself. Believe it or not, Pastor Darren and Beck can't force community to happen. 
They can't be like, you go to that person's house for lunch because we're adults and we can make our own decisions. And if we don't want to, we don't have to. Right? Everyone here is responsible for making community happen. We're all a part of community. And so it lands on us. It lands on every single one of us to do community well. Not right because community will never be perfect. Now, we're dealing with human beings. We're not perfect, but we can do community well. We do community well by celebrating together, by doing life together, by choosing to do community, and by challenging each other. You know, we want to foster a healthy, diverse, and strong community that doesn't just focus on Sundays, but focuses on growing, maturing, and deepening our relationship with God and each other every single day of the week. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.